Welcome to my podcast, Mike Cohen joining you, and it's June, and it's time to go to camp. Yes, camp is back, and joining me to talk about some interesting programming is David Lisbona, man of all trades. He's uh, very, very involved in community, and uh, he's now going to talk to us about the Bear Necessities program through Nelly Philanthropy Foundation, and also Josh Pepin, who's the Executive Director of Camp Benebrith, Montreal, up in the St. Agathe area. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Great well, to be here. Great to have you with us. Uh, so first of all, um, David, why don't you start off by just giving me your history, because I know you're very involved with, with certain camps from the time you went to camp to, you know, now as an adult, uh, supporting different camps. Why don't you just share, share that with us first? Sure, Mike. So uh, I spent my uh, camper career, let's call it at YCC, uh, that I... I um, spent a couple of years at Pripstein's and then I finished off at Camp at Abrith of Ottawa um, as, uh, I guess, head counselor there. Uh, I loved my experience in camp, as most kids do. And then once I was finished with that uh, end of things, I uh, joined the management committee of the Y Country Camp for five years in the uh, early 2000s. And then uh, I was uh, recruited to join the Camp and Birth of Ottawa board in 2007. And I recently retired in 2019. So I spent 12 years there, 17 total on, on, on boards uh, of camps. And I became a, they, they, they honored me with a life membership um, at Camp and Birth of Ottawa. So uh, camps always been in my blood. And frankly, as uh, Josh will tell you, I do a, Shabbat tour every summer when there's no COVID. And <laughs> I love uh, seeing and visiting all of the uh, Montreal camps, all the Quebec camps. Okay, terrific. So let's let's meet Josh. Josh is uh, with Camp Bene Brith in Mon Montreal. Uh, Josh, how long have you been uh, at that position? And uh, um, what's your camp background? Thanks, Mike. First of all, thanks for having me. David, thank you also for inviting me. Um, this is a, a treat to always talk about camp. Uh, we've been doing it pretty uh, pretty hectically ever since the announcement from the Quebec government that we were able to open this summer. Uh, this is my 11th summer as the executive director of Camp in Abreath, Montreal. And this is my, oh my goodness, 10, 20, almost 30th summer involved with the camp. I started as a program director, uh, sorry, as a counselor uh, in 1995. And uh, I grew into being a program director. My last year here was in 2003, where I went on to do various roles in the Federation, including uh, campaign at Federation CJ and director of the Bronfman Israel Experience Center. So I was involved with all the birthright and March of Living Trips for Montreal. And I returned home, if you will, in 2011. And uh, today, I'm proud to say we're probably one of the largest Jewish camps in North America. Um, and, uh, and it's been a fun ride, especially the last, <laughs> the last uh, 16, 17 months. So uh, thank you for having me. Well, terrific. So David, before we get into the Bare Necessities program, for, for listeners who are not familiar, can you explain again the mandate of the Nelly Philanthropy Foundation? Uh, okay, well, the, the mandate of the Nelly Philanthropy Foundation is really that it, it has no mandate, but what we've been able to do, frankly, is to aggregate all of these passion projects that take place in and around Montreal and beyond. So for example, Mike, this year, as you know, we were very much involved with the Cote Saint-Luc Groceries Project because it was, a, it was a grassroots effort. We were able to get everyone 
together. But we've also taken on a whole bunch of programs. If you check out the website at nellyfoundation.ca, you can see that we've taken on the rugby soup program. We've taken on the, uh, the uh, bike project uh, out of the West Island. Um, uh, we, we have the Dara Faith uh, retrofit project, which refurbishes computers for kids who need them, especially now with online um, schooling. And then we, we also took on uh, Stepping Up, which is Barry Christensen's project for St. Michael's Mission, where he collects socks and underwear and a whole bunch of other uh, things that they require. So that's Nelly. Nelly is just a responsive, we call it the first responder, excuse me, the first responders of philanthropy. And, um, you know, Bare Necessities is just one of those programs that has to be, that happens to be an internal program that I came up with a few years ago, uh, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a moment. Yeah, well, what, let's get into that right now. What is the Bare Necessities program? So, Having, as I told you, my background being on, on, on boards, I, I know what it is to require financial assistance, and I know what it is. I don't, I, pardon me, I don't mean that, that I've, I've taken advantage of it, uh, or I've, I've, I've been able to, to um, you know, I, I've never been the product of, a, of, of financial assistance. However, I know, having been on the decision committees, uh, what is required. Uh, what is required of the families, how much they have to stretch, how difficult it is for some families. And what I always realized uh, was that, you know, they're working so hard to get their kids to camp that at the end of the day, they may not have enough um, to give them the necessities that they require, you know, the essential products for them to have a positive camp experience. And the one thing that we always try to avoid, and I'm sure Josh will tell you this as well, is we don't want anyone to know who the, we call them the financial assistance, the FA kids, who the FA kids are. They should integrate into the camp environment like anyone else. So that's why I said, you know what? Let's give every child, not family, because every child needs all of these things to start their camp experience. Let's give every child at least a little bit of stipend to help them buy what's required. And Mike, the one thing I didn't want to do was for, you know, us to buy, um, you know, 25 Johnson & Johnson shampoos and this Crest toothpaste and this and whatever. I didn't want to give them a package because there again, I did not want for kids to necessarily be identified as receiving this package and therefore being an FA child. So we really, what we do is we, we've, we've given every child $100 in credit. We're working very closely with David Bannon at the Farmer Prix at the Cavendish Mall. He's been outstanding. Um, every child gets, uh, well, every family for every child gets $100 worth of credit. They shop at their leisure these two weeks and uh, buy what they need for camp. Obviously, we all know that the toiletries and all that stuff is far more than $100, but at the very least, this gives them something uh, to enable the child uh, to go to camp. David Bannon is is an absolute saint. There's no other way to put it. He, no he not only has a way with his clients, like you almost feel like he's a medical doctor. He's he's very special. And uh, so I'm glad to hear that he's involved he is, in this. He, he has helped me in ways, you know, every time I say, can we do this? Can we do this? Can, yes, we'll accommodate you. Yes, we'll figure it out. Yes, you know, I'll give you, you know, this discount. Yes, I'll give you this product. Like he has been 
outstanding. And uh, you know what, that's, I, you know, you cannot say enough good things about the farmer Brie and the Cavendish Mall and the ownership there. Uh, no, that's, that's absolutely for sure. So Josh, uh, how, I mean, there's five community camps that are benefiting from this. How's this going to help kids at your camp? Well, I mean, I think it's important to point out that uh, Camp in Abritha, Montreal is celebrating its 100th uh, year birthday this year, its centennial birthday. Um, and Camp in Abritha was founded on the premise that it's part of our mission that any child who, uh, who wants to go to camp should not be denied camp uh, for financial reasons. So on an annual basis, Camp in Abritha hands out uh, close to a half a million dollars in subsidies and scholarships to families in need. Um, it, is, it is, like I said, the premise of which this camp is built, and it's a mission that we continue to service today. So uh, everything David's talking about uh, obviously tremendously benefits some of our families, those who uh, are looking for a little extra help before they come to camp. As well, this is what we do on a normal basis. So pharmaceutical companies are helping us and sending these things up to camp. Uh, we never want to feel that a kid uh, I shouldn't say a kid, a child is needing or wanting something, whether it be uh, a bare necessity, as we like to talk about it in this podcast, or if they just want something that other kids may have that they couldn't have get at home. So uh, what David's initiative has done is allowed our families to, to go and get the things that they need as well. We as Camp and Abrith offer this program and have offered this program for the better part of 40 or 50 years at our camp where where all these pharmaceutical companies have always been very generous of sending us different shampoos and deodorants and sunscreens and bug sprays and all these different toothpaste um so so again we we you know we're able to do it both in montreal thanks to david's initiative and up at camp in Uh josh due to covid they had to cancel camp last year uh but yeah. this year it was kind of late in the day that it was decided but you tell yeah. me you're you're packed how is it going what are the safety protocols that you're taking this year how's it going to be different and as safe as possible for the for the kids and staff so i you know i think that's it's a great question mike and i think you know part of our challenge is is to you know, we all understand how important camp is going to be for, for our children and for our staff and for our parents um, after, you know, the, the in and out of lockdown for the last uh, 17, 18 months. And uh, I think part of the challenge that we have as camp is to make sure that we do things in a safe manner, but also try to uh, make sure that the kids and the staff uh, still have some semblance of normalcy and understanding that at the end of the day, the common denominator is still camp. So how does that challenge us? Well, there's gonna be a lot more outdoor programming. Uh, we've rented and bought a lot of tents. So we were able to move our programs outside. And if it rains, uh, we still have the opportunity to run them. So again, we don't see the programming shifting that much, except for potentially where the physical uh, elements take place. Uh, before camp, we're going to be asking our families to limit their social interactions for five days ahead of camp. There's going to have to be a PCR test done here in Montreal. A negative result gets you on the bus. Uh, we are going to be bubbling uh, campers and staff once people arrive in camp. Um, and right now, thanks to the Quebec Camping Association, I think it's important to point out that um, again, they also helped us with this. And in their, their uh, lobbying with the government, their discussions with the government, we wanted to make sure that camp didn't go too far down a line where it wasn't 
uh, recognizable anymore. So I think even with the bubbles, you know, they haven't really limited us on capacities and bubbles and so on and so forth. So we're able to, during camp, um, uh, organize things properly so that we are not as exposed as, as, as we need to be from the, from the pandemic perspective, but the kids will still have a really good time with their, with their friends and family that, that they come to camp with. So bubbles will take place. Uh, secondary tests will take place in camp. And, uh, and after 14 days, we're looking at, you know, if the virus is not introduced into camp, which we're confident it won't be, um, we'll start to open up a little bit and maybe do things more traditional uh, that kids would 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 uh, would would know from from year to year. So that's basically, in a nutshell, some of the protocols will be will be will be instituting. And and there's certain things in camp that will look a lot different, like food service. Um, but again, if food service is one of the few things that we have to throw a curveball to our kids about, I think everyone will kind of live with that in order to be able to be at camp physically and to be uh, having fun uh, during the whole during the whole uh, time that they're there. Very well summarized. So David, to, to wrap it up, please tell me what are the names of the other camps that are participating in this program, the Bear Necessities? So uh, very briefly, in, tw in 2019, we started it with Camp and Birth of Ottawa. And this year in 2021, we have uh, Camp and Birth of Montreal, Josh's camp, uh, YCC, Kinneret, Massad, and Campaign Birth of Ottawa participating again. Um, but let me just uh, conclude with this. I, I just want, um, I don't want to minimize what Josh and his cohort have done, uh, Earl Rubin at YCC and Ben Somer at uh, Campaign Birth of Ottawa. The Jewish camps have really been the leaders with the QCA insofar as protocols um, with regard to COVID. And I think that we should all be very proud of that because you know, we all recognize the importance of camp for all of our kids, those who can afford it, those who can't. I mean, it's just so such an essential part of their lives and their Jewish lives. And I just, I'm so proud of the entire camping community for doing what they've done. And, and I hope that Bear Necessities you know, provides just a, a, a little bit of a step up for some of these kids to enjoy their camp experience. Well, David, congratulations on another outstanding program that you've come up with. Josh, good luck. Stay safe. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right. Great having David Lisbona and Josh Pepin with me today.